0: what's up people another episode of Justice sports mo okay Davis here with you we got some NBA drama I will get into the NBA playoffs Celtics playing tonight should have there's no doubt that they should have beat the Hawks in Boston and Three of the four series is in the East should have been completed, but it was not to be. It was not to be, so we will talk about that. As it pertains also to the NBA, we will reflect on the series that are over. And what that means for the teams that lost and what it means for the teams that won. We will also talk about the NFL. We got the draft tonight. And on the heels or or a lead up to the draft is Lamar Jackson gets his deal done with the Ravens, which makes me really happy. And another quarterback stays in the color green in his uniform, but I don't think it'll make the fans happy. And we will get into that. And a little side note, interesting story about Brittany Griner saying she will not play another international season. Talk a little bit about that, maybe. Maybe we'll get to that. But we're going to first start with the National Basketball Association. The playoffs. Who's in and who's not? Who's impressed? Who's been disappointing? I'll start with saying last night, I, I I couldn't sleep. It took me until about 2 a.m. I felt like, if shoot, I could have been on the NBA TNT telecast. I was up so late. I know why they'd be complaining. But that game know why I said it that way. I know why they are complaining. The Miami Heat have been, in my mind, the most impressive team so far in the playoffs. They're Moxie to win game one. Whether Giannis got hurt or not. After game, they got destroyed in game two in Milwaukee, which of course was without was without Giannis. So if you're a Milwaukee fan, don't use Giannis's injury as an issue. Cause it's not an issue. If you then came back and crushed him in game two. I think they just simply underestimated the greatness that is Jimmy Butler. What he did in this epic performance in Game 3, or rather, excuse me, Game 4, but Game 3 he was good too. But what he did in Game 4 to come back and play it, I mean... I mean, come on. 56 points in game 4. When the Bucks had every opportunity to tie that series up. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Every game I was more and more impressed with the Heat and more and more impressed with Jimmy Butler. Because after that game four performance, when they went up 3-1 and even on NBA TNT telecast, you heard Ernie Johnson talking about, oh, I think the Bucks will still win it. They proved as much as it's hard because I'm like, oh, but they did have the best record in NBA in a regular season. So it's not like they didn't have a solid game plan overall for how they will Attack on offense and defense, if you will. But something's not clicking in Milwaukee. I actually quipped a little bit on Twitter that I think Budenhauser might might be done. I really believe that that might be... The frustration out of Giannis yesterday to... Rip a reporter who said, as this is this season disappointing? And then to go after a reporter and say, you know, I mean, I didn't know I don't even necessarily feel he went after the reporter, but to question his job and do you get a promotion and all this other stuff he was talking about? You know, when the Bulls he played for X number of seasons, only won six championships. Does that mean all of his other seasons were a disappointment? In my mind, all of that's valid. I'm not even going to say the season was a disappointment. I think Miami, the type of game that they play, and the fact that they had Jimmy Butler, I mean, the way he was staring down Drew Holiday, it was just nasty, so disrespectful. But Jimmy was just playing on a different level. He had multiple dimensions. And in a lot of ways, I felt like Milwaukee did not have multiple dimensions. Chris Middleton was never the same all season. Drew Holiday, I don't want to say he got exposed, but somebody got exposed in this Milwaukee series. And I think it may come down to Coach Budenholzer. Because I think Giannis showed a side of frustration that, like, management is going to have to do something. It's a shame Ime Odoka is already coaching in Houston, which... I did want to talk about that a little bit because maybe they would have gone after him. They need a new voice. That's the bottom line. And my bold prediction is Coach Budenholzer will be out. If not today, maybe later this week. But when you're the number one seed and you had the best record in the NBA, you just simply cannot lose. In the first round to a team that wasn't just the 8th seed. But had to get in through the play-in tournament. The games that don't count. And I mean that for real. Not like people who act like the regular season doesn't count. The play-in tournament doesn't count. The stats don't count. But it counts as something. Because it got Miami in the playoffs. And they just upset the number one seed. And they may be the favorites to get to the NBA Finals. Shout out to Brian Fonseca. I think he's going to... You know, his stress level went way up because he's a Heat fan, but he's from New York. Knicks, I don't know what he's going to do. But Miami looks really good. And I think the Bucks are going to have to search from within to see what they do next. And I think they may need a change. They won their championship. Good for him. But they may need a change. Knicks dispose of the Cavaliers 4-1. I think the Knicks are just a tougher team. And that also means that this series is going to be tough for the Heat. Knicks and Miami. New York and Miami is going to be a tough one. But Cleveland, I think, just has some growing up to do. If you remember Jalen Brunson, they went to the uh wait, I'm I'm getting it wrong. Was it the Western Conference Finals? Right? They didn't play in the finals. Western Conference Finals. So Jalen Brunson, he knows a little bit about getting his team to the next level. Donovan Mitchell has some experience with that, but not at the same level. And I think that Knicks squad with Emmanuel Quickly is just better. They, they punched him in the mouth at game one, and Cleveland just never responded. The series doesn't start. Until both teams played at home. Is that what it is? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. But when Cleveland went to New York, it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. And I think that the front court of Cleveland has to improve. It has to improve. I'm just going to bypass 76ers Nets. I think I said it in six. Happened in four. And let me backpedal for a minute. The referees uh, in this game five that I'm glad Miami won. Because if you want to leave the ultimate ball, don't lie. Ball, don't lie because Miami won the game. But the refs got it wrong. That that foul should have gone on Chris Middleton. Cal Lowry should have been shooting two free throws. Or at least Miami just have the ball outright to win the game. Because I don't remember if, my, if Milwaukee was in the bonus. But then, let me say this, and I wasn't as quick to criticize as I should have been. Jimmy Butler, that basket to tie it up, that was a foul. That was an offensive foul. He pushed off. No call. And maybe, oh, are you glad they don't make the call at the end of the game? Okay, whatever. It is what it is. Then let's go to Nets Celtics. Hawks Celtics, excuse me. Playing in game six. Oh, the, the the Celtics just get just come on. Just dispatch with the Hawks. They're not good. Let me say they're not as good as the Celtics. So I think the Celtics are playing down to their level. Marcus Smart made a dumb foul at the end of the game when the Celtics had a chance to close out the Hawks. And You know what? My bad. I didn't even look up what happened with Jason Tatum. I couldn't tell if he got a technical foul because he jumped up and blocked that shot that was not going to go in. So I couldn't believe that the refs were giving him a technical for blocking a shot on a potential and one continuation. But two bonehead plays by the Celtics down the stretch. Not that either team. Yes, they both made other mistakes. Referees made mistakes. Players made mistakes throughout the game. But when it comes down to those last possessions, you cannot make a mistake. Whether you're the Celtics, Hawks, or referees. And the Celtics made more mistakes. And let the Hawks stay in the series. So now they got to go down to Atlanta. We'll see what happens. I think the NBA's got to figure out something with these games I mean one game one one team I mean I guess it's about how you you know dispatch with your team but it's weird to think that the Sixers are going to be sitting for a long time which means you could almost book it they're going to lose game one whether they're playing Hawks or Celtics I think they will lose game one Nuggets won their series over the Timberwolves 4-1. Timberwolves have some growing up to do. Suns beat the Clippers. That's the other series where I'm looking at the team that lost. I'm like, man, I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. General manager and the owner can have confidence in Kawhi and Paul George. But I think it's time to blow it up, really. Really? It's time to blow it up in L.A. And that makes me sad. Because I know that will affect our guy Rocco, too. But I just look at what's happened. It's just a string of bad luck for the Clippers. It really has been. And they are a has-been. Or will be. If they don't find a way to offload Kawhi and Paul George, and maybe they can't realistically. Those two guys are making too much money. They're just going to have to ride it out and try to look at what they can do two years from now. After those guys are free agents, and you can say, all right, see y'all later. We're going to start over. But Kawhi getting hurt again. Somebody said something interesting on a podcast or SiriusXM NBA radio I was listening to. And it was a former player talking about how all these players are getting hurt more often because they are fine-tuned bodies. But because they didn't play multiple sports, maybe the other parts of their bodies didn't get so defined? Maybe. Maybe you could say that. I don't know. But I tell you what, man. These guys are getting... I mean, Paul George, I was there... When he got hurt for USA Basketball. And I can tell you the silence in that arena in Las Vegas. Like, ooh, that was bad. And I don't think he's ever recovered. He certainly isn't playoff P. And Kawhi with his low management and not being able to communicate. I mean, I'm bummed for what's happened in his personal life. To hear about his sister uh, being sentenced to a life sentence for killing an elderly woman i mean what's happened to his family is really sad but in a weird way the thing that came to my mind is i would think that playing basketball helps that but mentally maybe it's just he just isn't there with basketball And maybe the Clippers in their exit interview, they sit down with Paul. They sit down with Kawhi. And they tell him, look, next year I'm, I'm, I'm better. Maybe. They got to have told him something. They have got to have told them something. I mean, in fact, they did tell him something. But Lawrence Frank... I want the Clippers to be good. I want them to win. Lawrence Frank said, quote, when we traded for Paul and signed Kawhi as a free agent in 2019, it wasn't for one or two years, wasn't three or four. Every year you have those guys, they give you a chance. And so it's about surrounding those guys to continue to improve your chances. I'm not saying the talent isn't there for either one of them. I'm more referring to the luck of these two guys has just not been good. And it's been really, really sad. Because I think when the Clippers won game one without Paul George, I was like, ooh. You know, it was like, now we got a series I was seeing on the podcast. Maybe, maybe. But then it was not to be. And I really want it to be for the Clippers. I just don't know if it ever will be. But you got to keep hope alive, as Jesse Jackson used to say. Warriors-Kings, I think that series is done. I think the Warriors are going to close out Sacramento. Nice run. Big improvement from them. But the true Kings are the Warriors. Warriors. And they're gonna prove it in game six and in that series. The team I'm most worried about are, in terms of my bold prediction, are the Lakers. I think they are done. They had a chance to get game two. If they had won game two, they would have had a chance to sweep the Grizzlies. And they couldn't do it. I question the fact that, you know, I mean, you expect game five to go Memphis's way? It's at home. But the sync between LeBron and Anthony Davis does not seem to be there. And I think, unfortunately, you really need... You really, really need for LeBron James and Anthony Davis to be on the same page. LeBron, 15 points last night. Anthony Davis, 31. You go to the last game when the Lakers won. LeBron James, 22. Anthony Davis, 12. Again, not in sync. Not on the same page. And not same page. Excuse me. That's not the right word. They are the game three. 31 for Anthony Davis, 25 for LeBron James. They were in sync that game. Game two, Anthony Davis, 13 points. LeBron James, 28, not in sync. In game one, the one where they won the game, 22 and 21 for LeBron. But it was really the 29 points from Rui Hachimura that turned it around. If the Lakers are to dispatch with Memphis, which I said at the beginning of the series, I said, you will, the Lakers will win this series. But they have lost games they were supposed to win. And the reason why they should have won game two, because there was no jaw and they didn't do it. The reason why I feel like they should have won game five. Because I feel like they had the momentum and had Memphis on the ropes. And they should have said, you know what? This is a game we step up and close them out and show them, if nothing else, we were champions. Not like they're the defending champs. But I just didn't see it. Now, Friday night's going to be epic. There's no doubt about that. I will be up late watching that game. From start to finish? Well, maybe not. Because if the Grizzlies start blowing them out, I'm not watching anymore. But then again, you look at you look at the game yesterday. With Milwaukee, I was like, ah, Milwaukee's up double digits. I don't know. But I kept going back and going back. I was like, wait. Up oh, is getting closer. Up oh, is getting closer. So we'll see how that goes. NBA's playoffs overall has been great. It has been great. And a Warriors six against the Lakers, a six seed versus a seven seed. I mean, but they're both champs. And that was the hardest part. Like you didn't want champs. If you were the Kings, you really wanted to play the Timberwolves in that first round. And obviously for Memphis, you wanted to maybe play the Timberwolves too. Not the Los Angeles Lakers and not the Warriors. And that's what we're seeing. What I'm also seeing is happiness out of the Lamar Jackson camp. Lamar Jackson stuck to his guns, waited for things to happen. 27 months of negotiation is finally done. As Lamar's getting $260 million, the ESPN source says. Lamar Jackson will be the highest paid player in the league at $52 million a year. And $185 million in guaranteed dollars. Cash rules, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. The crazy thing is Lamar Jackson was representing himself. He didn't need an agent. Hey, look at me. I don't know if we were waiting for the dominoes to fall of other contracts. I guess so. Jalen Hurts, year before that, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. I mean, Jackson's saying, yo, I want to be traded if y'all not going to do anything for me. On draft day, Lamar Jackson said that the Ravens are going to get a Super Bowl out of him. I don't know about that. I mean, if you think the the wide receiver you needed to sign to shore up the wide receiving core was OBJ, I don't know about that. You proved me wrong, great. But if sources are true that Lamar Jackson has signed this deal and he's going to be in Baltimore, hopefully for the rest of his career and not have to... Sign a late contract like this other player, I'm gonna talk about in a little bit, but good for him. I'm happy for Lamar Jackson, happy for Baltimore. If you're from there, that's how you say it Baltimore. That's a good deal. The only thing, like, this whole like, oh, I want to be the highest paid player. It ain't going to last forever. I mean, I guess you could say it for a few months and then somebody else will be the highest paid player. I mean, it happens. It may take more than months. It's going to be years. But there's that next quarterback out there who will get that next big contract. And that's how it's going to be. But I'm happy for Lamar and hope that the sources are right. Now, the other quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Aaron Rodgers. All I really want to say about Aaron Rodgers, because I just don't want to devote too much time to it, really. I just don't get it. You went to a, a you went from a storied franchise That. Well, won a Super Bowl more recently because I don't want to say that the Jets isn't a story franchise, but their most recent history is not very good. I mean, realistically, who's your best quarterback of all time? You're still talking about Joe Namath. Right. If you're a Jets fan. Right. And now you're getting the old maybe washed up. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. And that's the fool's goal that the Jets are believing. Oh, he could do what Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay. He could do what Peyton Manning did in Denver. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to prove me wrong. I think there's too much talent in the NFL. There isn't enough talent on the Jets. And the only thing positive is that no matter what, Aaron Rodgers is seeing green. He's seeing green again on his jersey, and he's seeing green and the additional money in his pocketbook. That's it. Uh, what? The Jets maybe will win nine games? Maybe. And that's about it. That's the way I see it. I don't even want to say I wish him the best, although I know I have some friends who are Jets fans, but I just simply don't see it. I think it was a mistake by the Jets chasing him. I think he's a prima donna. I think he's going to be disruptive to whatever team he's on, especially now that he's doing all the podcasts. But maybe he went to New York not because he wanted to play in New York, but setting himself up for that media cash cow day when he retires and will join somebody set and make just as much money as he made as a player. That would be my guess. We'll see how he does. But you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers going into a dark hole for a few days and coming out of it and having a, having a realization? The Jets should have done the same thing and came out of had a realization. Let's go with the draft. Let's just go with the draft. And they didn't. Speaking of the draft, we got the NFL draft. It's time. It is time. Carolina Panthers are picking one. Houston Texans picking two. Cardinals picking three. Colts picking four. As I kept going down and down and down. Can't believe the Eagles, who just lost the Super Bowl, are picking 10th. I'm looking for my teams. Washington at 16th and the Steelers right behind them at 17th. Those are the teams I'm looking at. I wonder what's going to happen. Who's going to go where? Mm, I don't know. The weird thing about the draft is I'm... Not really excited about it. I'm glad it's here. And it's like, okay, all right, yeah, we got the draft. But outside of that, I am just like, okay, I'll just watch just to watch. That's about it. I'm not really watching to think about who's going where, really. I think the number one pick will be Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, roll tie. I think Houston, after what happened with Deshaun Watson's, wants a new quarterback. I think they will go with C.J. Stroud at two. I mean, the fact that Houston has multiple first-round picks, pick number three, going defense and offense, there's a lot they can do. Jalen Carter out of Georgia, after what he dealt with in the offseason and, you know, being an NCAA champ, it's like, Okay. But nothing is like moving me with this draft. I'll have an eye on it. Now, who I want for my team? I don't know. I really don't. I kind of want to... Quarterback, but then now they can't get Lamar Jackson. Now we're saying okay. I said quarterback, excuse me. I've done that a lot. But now they're talking about a cornerback. It's not to me a really cool pick. I mean, I guess unless you're picking a quarterback, it's like, okay, yeah, another another piece for your team. So I think that's the other reason why, for me, there just isn't the real excitement about the draft. Unless you're right up there and you can get a quarterback, you aren't that excited about a wide receiver or defensive player. Certainly not in the middle of the pack where the Steelers in Washington are. They're getting needs, right? The wants get you excited. The needs win championships. I'll give you that. But on draft night, you kind of want to be excited. And I just don't have a reason to get excited because our teams aren't up there. But that also means your teams weren't bad or as bad as others. So I'll watch one eye on that, the draft, the other eye on NBA. Enjoy your sports tonight as well. I hope that Brittany Griner never, ever plays an international game again and she stays in America, but also means that the WNBA's got to figure out a better formula to pay these players more. Because there's a reason the salaries are where they are. Don't think the NBA, WNBA's hiding something. Well, actually, they are hiding something that you don't want to know of why the salaries are where they are. And that the NBA is in some way is saving the WNBA. Possibly. Let's hope that that's turning a corner. And that these W players and the players that are in college right now will get the salaries. Not at the NBA, but they will get more. We shall see. We shall see. That'll do it for Justice 4. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now.